topic for today is uh, wind energy projects and we've got our guest speaker uh, Sutanshu Rai on our call today. Um, we've got uh, Sutanshu on the on the call here and um, she, uh, she, very experienced veteran I would say uh, in the wind energy uh, industry. So I'll let Sudanshu um, do a quick intro of himself. Uh, Sudanshu, like take over. Yep. Uh, thanks, Vijay. Um, as you said, my name is Sudanshu Rai. I come from India and living in Denmark. Of course, I'm not veteran in the wind energy. Uh, my electrical background is uh, my academic background is electrical engineering, and I'm working in wind for the last ten years. So yes, quite good experience in the wind. And uh, that's what I'm going to talk today. Um, purely the purpose is knowledge sharing, uh, especially to those who, who are either new in the wind or looking forward to join wind industry. Actually. Yes, Vijay, that's all. I, Great. I, yeah. Thank you. Great. Thanks. So, um, so uh, uh, we're going to talk a lot about the wind energy technology, the projects and a little bit of that. But just for our viewers to get some uh, insights into into this industry. Um, the way the way I see it, um, and Sudarshu will be able to have to correct me on this, um, is there are two areas. If I have to look at it as high level, you got the wind farm, uh, the projects that are happening in the wind farm world, and the the hap and then the projects that are happening before you install it in the wind farm, which is which is the area where Sudarshu is uh, well averse in. Basically, and that's the area where we're going to be focusing more on the production of the or the wind energy technology, I guess, yeah, to put it in layman's term, um, and focus more on that rather than the actual installation in the wind farm, which comes further down the line. So, we'll uh, this session will be focused more on the first part of it, which is the more the production side of it. So, um, so yeah. So, if you could give us our, our viewers a little bit um, insight, starting from maybe the the beginner's level of what what it's like to be uh, working in this area. The, the starting with the different job titles, the different profiles, the different types of people that are involved in these uh, in the production <clears throat> uh, in the production life cycle, you can say, and take it on from there. Okay, um, so. Uh... Let, let's start with this way. Uh, maybe I can first I start using a little bit um, explaining some of the terminologies used in the wind, like wind energy itself is a terminology. Um, and then maybe then I can uh, go a little more uh, zoom in and zoom out that how the uh, wind form life cycle look and where the wind turbine fits in that actually. And then uh, as you, you said that uh, going more a little bit deeper in the wind turbine, so what technologies are and how um, how the wind turbines are produced and installed. Um, and then, of course, then finally, we can have the questions answered. That will be more interactive um, than I'm keep talking, actually. Uh, let's talk about the terminology, some of the terminologies used in the wind. Uh, wind energy, when someone say wind energy, actually they mean electricity generated from a wind, means from a wind turbine. So there is electricity generated from wind turbine and we generally call wind energy. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> there is another terminology. If you come in wind, you will hear a lot power curve. And that requires a little bit understanding how the wind turbine works. So I have a wind turbine, uh, not this one, sorry. Yeah. Um, so I have a 
wind turbine uh, model so typically what happened that uh, the wind is coming interacting with a special uh, aero profile of these uh, blades and generating a force on this blade and rotating it and there is a generator which is producing power actually but let's suppose uh, let's say this is a 3 megawatt wind turbine um, of course it will be pretty big uh, but it will not produce 3 megawatt all the time so it depends on what is the wind speed it will produce the power so the physics is basically the power is function of the swept area so basically the the rotor area and the wind speed so when you put this on paper uh, what is the power so like let's suppose 3 megawatt is produced at let's say 11 meter wind speed so below 11 meter it will not be 3 megawatt so basically the power and wind speed relation for a particular turbine we always call power curve actually and then then one terminology one more called aep annual energy production actually and you'll hear more and that's again goes on if let's suppose wind turbine is producing 3 megawatt all the time then we can say okay 3 megawatt multiplied by 8760 hours in a year and that's a kilowatt hour or megawatt hour um, megawatt hour is uh, energy production but again wind has a lot of um, variability so sometime wind is 11 sometime 0 sometime 3 sometime 5 meter per second sometime 25 meter per second so when you look the whole statistics of it distribution and then you look from power curve that okay at given wind speed what would be the power and then you add together and then you say here is the annual energy production of the wind turbine so that's a, that's the turbine itself actually now um, uh, many time you hear about wind farm or wind park so wind parks are nothing but power plant of wind turbine so wind turbine power plant i mean if those who are working gas turbine or some other uh, power sector there is a power plant so here also the wind turbines are um, multiple wind turbines are there they are electrically connected and they are producing power to the grid and that's a wind farm actually if those turbines are on the land then we call it onshore wind farm and if they are in the sea then we call it offshore wind farm so that's a, a, a wind park or wind farm when you when you talk about it and uh, there is one more thing about wind farm um, it depends on the geography you are which part of the country or which part of the world uh, there is a grid constraint wind farms so basically you can you can get a permission to make a suppose 50 megawatt wind farm and then it's up to you you want to put a 10 5 megawatt turbines there or 25 2 megawatt turbines there but then there is a another part type of wind farms uh, we call it position constraint pad constraint where number of positions are fixed so means there the megawatt is not fixed the position is fixed so there if you put a let's suppose you are allowed to put 10 turbines so if you put a 5 megawatt turbine then you have a 50 megawatt park and if you put 2 megawatt turbine then you have a 20 megawatt park actually so that's also a quite um, uh, yeah 
having said that, uh, I will not go more on terminologies because there are many and maybe we, we go and then maybe your viewer have some questions we can ask about. But there is one more terminology which is very important and we call it LCOE, so Levelized Cost of Energy. And I will talk a little bit later when uh, I explain about a little bit zoom in and zoom out how the wind farm life cycle is and where the wind turbine fits in that. So moving to the wind farm life cycle, um, and uh, one of the intents and purpose is telling is uh, also to get understanding that it's not only the turbine is it's a quite broader um, uh, view in the wind energy and uh, the opportunity to work is in many areas in, um, of course, including wind turbine itself actually, designing and developing that. So the developer of wind farm in our world, we call it customers because we, we make wind turbine. Um, so I think the if I take example, a simple example uh, answer, because the officer will become a little bit more um, time consuming, uh, more detail. So first thing we need a land. There is a need to have a land actually that is accessible and available uh, to put the wind turbine. Then there has to be a good uh, wind condition because that's what uh, wind turbines need to produce the energy and once you have a good wind condition then the produced energy has to be transported through the grid so there has to be nearby grid and transmission system so when these availabilities are there and it involves a lot more land acquisition permitting then um, the study of grid uh, wind uh, resource assessment and so the grid study is there and uh, of course the wind study this two is done um, and then there is a final investment decision in the zoom wall so if that is done that okay to proceed then a lot of financing and pre-construction part is involved actually so and if you look at financing that has a two part one is if you produce the electricity that has to be sold actually somebody has to buy it and a term called PPA, the power purchase agreements um, then of course there has to be financing to to uh, to make this whole wind farm, um, and then the procurement is there. So all the long lead item like turbines and, and substation, uh, these all has to be procured. And these all, if you look the time period, it depends uh, quite uh, vary. Uh, but also it's a typically like one to three years. Uh, Sometimes goes five year. In offshore, it's quite longer. And then constructions so one. Once everything is in place, then the construction phase is quite fast in answer. Um, it's around one year, depends on the park size, uh, how many turbines are there actually. And there, uh, the, the turbine which is, has been sold to the customer, they are being produced, then transported, and quite a lot of uh, heavy lifting and crane involved in that. So the installation is involved. And uh, after installation, uh, the commissioning is involved, then final commissioning is done and the cable is connected to the to the service station and to the transmission system, so grid connection, and then turbine comes in operation actually. So turbines start producing electricity, wind farm is delivering the electricity, and that wind farm moves in the operation phase, which is typically in also 20 to 25 year again, there could be exceptions, so design life of turbines, basically. So whatever the life of turbine, it is going to produce electricity. 
and a um, lot of operation and maintenance kind of work is involved that time of course energy trading is also a part of that and then once the design lifetime is over um, there could be an opportunity to life extension but to simplify if uh, the job of twin turbine is done life is over then it need to be safely environmental friendly need to be decommissioned actually so that's a life cycle actually uh, and uh, uh, one thing is uh, important to understand that when i talked lcoe before liberalized cost of energy that involves this whole cost so basically development cost then we have a capex capital expenditure on building this whole uh, wind farm then we have a opex operational uh, operation and maintenance cost and then decommissioning cost so if you take all this cost and add it financially um, it can't be just arithmetic sum and then the life cycle uh, energy production how much is produced and then you take the ratio then it is a levelized cost of energy uh, so what is the cost of energy per megawatt hour actually is produced so that's uh, i will say like a zoom in zoom out of the wind farm life cycle and and where the turbine fits if we want to take a next step and maybe i need some water it's a long time i was speaking so yeah so, so the next steps on that yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> um then i i can uh, i can uh, go a little bit now deeper on the turbine side if you allow everything uh, yeah that's okay yeah. yeah 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 so again i'll i'll take the turbine um i'll talk about some terminologies actually um i came in the industry from working from gas turbine and generators so so i remember um it was not easy to follow the east terminology actually though the science and physics was quite uh, quite easy to follow when you go in a deeper so you have a blade and then blade is uh, connected to the hub so we call it hub actually and uh, there is a bearing here so basically the blade can um, can twist here can uh, can be rotated and then uh, this is this part is called the nozzle the back side where this rotation is inside there is a generator if there could be gearbox or there could be direct generator uh, and then this is the tower actually okay let me make sure that is in front of camera so this is the tower actually so from here to here we call it hub height and then from ground to this one top we call it the tip height actually uh, because in somewhere you'll see a lot of regulations about tip height and then you'll hear about what is the hub height so yeah so these are the terminologies commonly used actually about that and if we go more deeper on the technology side and uh, i am just thinking that before i go too deeper maybe i just take a step back uh, about turbine right we all hear about turbines actually and um, i don't exactly remember the textbook definition but i remember my understanding of turbine is that any mechanical device that rotates and extract power from the fluid so so any fluid is flowing and it's extracting the energy from the fluid and if you connect the generator then it's convert back to electricity is is a wind turbine generator so if you have a gas turbine then basically you have a gas hot gas is coming from combustor in the turbine and it's it's extracting the energy 
if you have a steam turbine then uh, you have a steam coming from boiler and it's rotating if you have a hydro turbine then uh, the water is coming from the the dam and, and it's rotating so in all three cases you will find the fluid is in control so you can control the fluid which is flowing either it's a gas or it's a steam or it's a water and there the wind turbine become very different very different because the fluid which is flowing you cannot control it because you cannot control the wind speed in fact you cannot control the direction actually it can it can be like this then it can be suddenly like this actually so this way and there the if you cannot control the fluid then you have to control and that's one of the starting point uh, how the wind turbine i saw when i engineer i came actually how it is was different actually so there was a lot of control involved that's more involved to the turbine uh, because we put in an uncontrolled environment and there uh, then of course then it starts with a more complex if you somebody want to know what kind of technology is involved if somebody is in engineering college or or looking so yeah let me make sure okay now it's easier so yeah so this is the blade um and typically uh, i need to target the audience that not necessarily everybody is aerodynamics so let me put this way um when air and structure involves together interact together there is a lot of dynamics happen and that we call it aeroelastic so when there is a blade the wind is coming and control is happening so there is a lot of aeroelastic involved and then we call it aeroelastic simulation so so typically uh, once you decide and that involves a lot of commercial and technical decision what kind of size of turbine would be what kind of length we want to uh, for the blade and and the rating then the first thing is of course we need to do aeroelastic simulation actually so a lot of technologies involved in terms of blade and control and simulation itself aeroelastic simulation and that generates loads so what a kind of optimum load would be and that goes to the structure engineers design actually so basically a lot of it's quite big structure so the structural technologies are uh, quite uh, important in that terms actually and since uh, there is a decision about how fast we are going to rotate it there are multiple factor if you are in onshore the noise is one actually because you cannot be too fast so the the noise could be the reason uh, once you decide it then there is a torque actually so okay how much torque generates and based on that then one has to decide okay how the 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 electrical energy conversion system will look like so if it is a gearbox then and generator then what would be the gearbox ratio and then depends on the generator speed so then uh, a lot of design um, and uh, expertise goes in that side actually the technology involvement goes that side if it is direct drive generator then of course the the generator technology become more critical and more um more expertise uh, uh, goes in the generator side actually uh so once the electrical energy is converted from the torque then that need to be produced uh, to deliver to the grid in a very grid friendly environment uh, manner and there uh, you have a converter control 
and uh, the, then uh, we have a transformer i remember i started my career in um, in a cement plant and i used to scare to walk through coming out of college through the transformer uh, there used to be a little bit noise and that was only like 33 kilovolt transformer actually so 33000 volt transformer nowadays wind turbines are having like a 66000 volts of turbine uh, transformers so so you can think about the advancement in the technology and um yep and the excitement of uh, especially from engineer point of view actually so yeah okay uh, so basically like you have a kind of a mini um substation inside itself then it's also involved a lot of thermal management um so cooling and then thermal uh, kind of technologies actually and a lot of time when we talk we forget about talking about the architecture itself so that kind of skill and and um, excitement because you have a lot of components to put together and then there is a lot of uh, interactions human interactions like you could uh, you may have to repair it uh, there could be a people involved uh, so there could be ergonomics requirement um, for repair maybe you need to transport some of the components through some ways so a lot of architecture involved how to put it together for a best most optimal way um and then last but not least actually the grid simulation um because i talked about uh, when you have a wind farm life cycle right i mean when you decide how good wind is but also you say okay how to transport this energy what i produce actually so you need a lot of grid models of this turbine uh, that uh, that goes to understand that particular location how the this whole wind farm will we have actually uh, with the grid and how best you can control and then to make sure that uh, it is um, it is doing really well that's what i thought of a high level um, okay you want to continue uh, i mean like let's, let's um, that there hasn't been any questions coming but i'm seeing people uh, um, starting to tune in slowly slowly but uh, let's try to add some questions while we uh while we are on these topics so one of the t- uh, typical t- uh questions uh that easily uh, my community viewers normally end up asking is what are the hiccups or the challenges uh that happen in the process of engineering the wind fa- uh, uh the wind turbines and the whole process so you you've explained to us like the engineering technologies and some of the key aspects in building that whole surface and and as well as the physics behind how it works which is great but when you look at it um and these are some of the things that you may not learn in the academics is is the the relationship that you have to deal with different types of uh, people uh involved in the process of building this and and uh, you know there are obviously some kind of expectations we have a whole range of engineers in the room and this uh people end up talking uh, their views on how things are done and probably there are some nuggets of information that comes from these discussions that are not obvious in the in the books that we read and and in the courses maybe you could share a little bit about what are some of those difficult things obstacles that are that would slow the whole process of building the the engineering you know the whole thing i mean in general i have uh, of course you always learn and there's no doubt about it um, but i don't think i have seen uh, and maybe because i work in an environment where 
people are pretty much very very uh, expert around but yeah if i if i look maybe i take a step back and uh, i look more objectively that uh, what what you're asking um one challenge would be and um, one should be aware about because there is a lot of interactions of engineering um with the production with the with the transport so it's not something i mean one could be a simple example that if you just give a blade to make uh, to start making a blade you cannot make in isolation so there is a lot of interactions with production then transport uh, whether you are going to transport with the train or or, or truck so so the shape is not just aerodynamics actually it's a, it's a quite interactions with the different kind of value chain actually same like uh, i said about the architecture right when you are putting the whole architecture i mean um if you um, if you forgot that okay how some person can can go and and replace that component actually uh, the whole design is failed actually right because that design has to work next 25 years to to operate so i can say that uh, mostly i have seen uh, the interactions and um, and understanding that how each components are depends in the value chain or with the colleagues differently and how and not getting in too detail to drag thing but making the decision faster um, by yeah understanding those parts so that's i i see uh, would be a challenge for if somebody is very new actually uh, yeah in generally you have designed like a two three turbine then of course you you know that okay this is what it yeah. is so when we so just going back zooming into that specific uh, so uh, when we when we come to the come down to the decision on how many for example how many tur- wind turbines do you need to build for your customer your supplier or, or maybe the wind farm is your customer but uh, when when or it that's just an example but any decision type uh, activities what are like what what can you can a newcomer in the industry kind of expect the the things that are going to you could say slow down their job overall uh, as an engineer or or as an architect um, you know some some of the I'm, i'm sure there are in bigger bigger organizations there are going to be uh, of course bureaucracy is always there regardless of what organization but more importantly how do you um, navigate through the uh, different chain of uh, decisions that need to happen before uh, the overall project is a, is called a success according to the the whole department that you work in yeah i think um yeah uh, let, um, if someone is very new uh, i think already i mentioned that there is a important that um, they connect to the people to understand the full value chain part actually because the decision is is always taken in context of uh, full value chain um, yeah and uh, second thing is uh, at least my learning is uh, always be humble and the reason is pretty simple because if you really look last 20 year the wind industry um, i mean 20 year ago wind turbines were in range of 2 megawatt uh, now we are talking 14 megawatt machines uh 20 year ago like grid point of view you have a uh, yeah nobody really care i mean turbine if you have a problem just switch off and uh, 
now expectation is Irvine you help grid to stabilize if if there is a disturbance and uh, cost of energy if you look uh, that has gone below uh, conventional energy uh, cost actually so the the growth has been very steep very steep so not necessary that all my assumptions was yesterday is still valid today actually. so it's always i advise that uh, be humble and curious and open um, bec- and if that is there i have not seen i mean that uh, you you have that challenge actually but yes the i will summarize it if you are curious on your project that where all your interfaces are actually and you are open because maybe somebody can say that hey i need this change actually and there could be a valid reason and if this too is there and you are making decision generally you you don't see that problem at least i have not experienced that okay interesting and in in the production cycle or the value chain that you call it uh, and uh, maybe we can zoom a little bit into value chain and what's that really about uh, the overall process but would, would you would it be right to say um, there's it's more linear in the overall production cycle is it's like a step step a step by step approach uh, as opposed to a much more uh, innovation agile way of thinking where you're you know you're always looking for new ways of working to make the success make the project success in 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 engineering the whole thing is uh, what how would you how would you see from your from yours uh, from the number of years you worked in this uh, industry like is there a change in the the uh, when you look at the new people who have come on board as well as the the old ways what what would you say is the critical uh, difference old ways vs new ways of working uh, in the has has there been any drastic changes basically uh, uh we i think yes um, at least when when i joined like 2000 early 2011 january yeah i just finished 10 year actually so uh, i mean the the wind turbine was the it was not that demand in terms of pressure uh, that okay let me put this way uh, there's a lot of effort made on industrialization in a period uh, to ensuring that the levelized cost of energy falls so that requires a lot of uh, streamlining and, and innovation in, in production everywhere transport and, and design uh but also the size of turbines quite fast changes actually um, and uh, that requires more uh, uh, development of processes that how well we we develop it and how ensuring that there is a stability in the process so a lot of evolution has happened in the wind industry yeah okay that's that's good to know so and and, so- and i could see because i came from another industry so i could see that these are all changes that are happening but i don't think last few year if somebody will join have joined the industry they may not see that because this industry is very well stabilized and very yeah is on the top actually so yeah yeah okay so, uh, so there is uh, there are some changes that's happened uh, in the last 10 years um, but uh, it's changes in the terms of improvement and maybe i'll I, I would, I would not see myself. Look, I was um, the time when the changes are happening. Uh, I was an engineer actually, 
so of course you you experience all that uh, um the processes are so more process changes happen than i would say that uh, um something dramatic on science or technology actually because that's a continuous improvement but yes the industry learn a lot from the car industry actually um, okay the industrialization part of uh, wind okay interesting so um and but i, I mean uh, we just to i don't know um, if, if those who have worked on a very big structure and big turbines uh, they understand but if those who are working in a consumer kind of products uh, it's a little bit hard because this industry is not something that you are changing something just like randomly or very fast actually so okay. it's like you make a decision to make a turbine and then there is a lot of work involved in the pre-scoping part then you have a conceptual design um then you have a going quite detailed design then you have a quite long validation phase you have a prototype you are validating actually your bill of material everything is very mature production starts and then um, you ensure all the quality and everything so because it's, it's yeah imagine like a, um yes yeah, so it's, it's uh, sometime i um, when i talk to some of my um, uh, personal friends who are not working in uh, big structure or big turbines uh, it's a little bit hard to understand that how well and how sometimes those who are not used to uh, working on a wind uh, big component industry they might also see a very hard actually so yeah because you need to have a very strong discipline to ensure that the quality and, and yeah okay that's that's good to know i mean so i mean um so when when you are working in in these in this type of scenarios um what would you say um and i'm i'm, uh, I'm keeping track of the time as well because uh, we talked about that uh, but yeah. what would you say Three minute, uh, uh, yeah. uh, oh there you go uh, what would you say are things that you can't uh, if you have to just suggest this for our audiences what are the things that was not obvious when you did your academics in this in this area that you had to learn on the job that was not obvious i wouldn't i wouldn't be able to read a book or go online to learn some specific areas what what would those top 3 maybe be yeah and i think i'll repeat probably what i said because i was i when i joined industry i was quite experienced actually um i had uh, yeah more than 10 year experience uh, before when i joined the industry uh but something uh, i found different was uh, i think i talked about a uh, lot of terminologies actually so first thing yeah um as an electrical engineer i remember the first day someone say yeah you know the yeah the hub height for this one is this this one is this and i said okay um so because you when you are outside industry for you it's just a if you look for the function actually when you are in academics name is not that important so that that was one thing i found that lot of terminologies was involved actually but the other side i found that uh, um people are very very in wind industry one thing i realized people are very humble and hands on actually um, and that was very helpful actually uh, so if you ask somebody nobody yeah um, nobody feel that you are stupid i'm sorry for the language so basically yeah 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 people are very open to to yeah. talk about and share the knowledge actually yeah and then okay. this this is one of the big thing i found the difference part actually that the people are a lot of passionate about this so 
and same thing i am doing up my whole purpose is yeah let's get people in the wind actually and then make this uh, planet better excellent excellent yeah and that's the, that's yeah. where the world is going as well right so we have to uh, embrace non renewable energy projects and and wind energy is one of the key things that we can really get hands yeah. on so great um, well thank you very much sudanshu for being part of the call um, you know and i'm sure our viewers will probably have some follow up questions even after this uh, call feel free to uh, for our viewers feel free to uh pour in any questions or any thoughts you might have even after this call we i'm sure sudanshu and myself will be able to pick up your questions and answer them um later on and uh and if you have missed if you have just only joined in uh, don't worry the whole session is recorded so you can uh, rewatch the whole thing um anytime uh, after i end this live session so on that note thank you very much and have a good day thank you visa thanks for inviting bye